One of the main tools that music therapists use in their work is actually songwriting. So being able to work with someone who's experienced trauma or who is experiencing depression and anxiety or has had a tough time in life, allowing them to articulate that through song, through writing, putting words to music is a really powerful therapy tool. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders. We're proud to present Courageous Conversations, a podcast series focusing on the tough decisions people have made to put themselves on a pathway to success. This episode is brought to you by Connect Now, who makes the business of moving easier for both you and your clients. For more information, visit connectnow.com.au. Please welcome your host, Leanne Pilkington. Hey everyone, Leanne Pilkington here for the latest Courageous Conversation. And with me, I've got a very interesting guest for you today. Nicole White is the General Manager of Rock and Roll Team Building. Hello, Nicole. How are you? Hello, Leanne. I'm well. How are you? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Now, we um, we first met you and the Rock and Roll Team Building um, team a few years ago where we did team building for our annual conference, our Lang and Simmons annual conference. And I've had, I don't know, 25 years of team building uh, in my time at Lang and Simmons. And can I tell you, it was the most fun team, team building event we have ever had. That's pretty consistent feedback, actually, from all of our customers, which is wonderful. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm also a massive NXS fan. Um, I, um, I grew up with uh, with some of the NXS boys actually went to my high school and stuff. So um, Kieran Gribbins, who is the lead singer in rock and roll team team building, actually um, replaced um, Michael Hutchins for a time at NXS, didn't he? Yeah, uh, Kieran was um, probably the third or fourth singer um, since Michael Hutchins passed away. Yeah, he was um, actually, he's from Northern Ireland and he was here in Australia on a tour supporting an artist by the name of Paolo Nutini. And uh, he came across to Sydney and happened to be staying um, up in the Northern Beaches in Palm Beach um, while he was here. And the person that he was staying with, the neighbour, actually happened to be Andrew Farris, the keyboard player and main songwriter from In Excess. Yeah. Um, so Kieran met Andrew over a few nights and um, played some music and Andrew was extremely impressed with Kieran and um, turned out that he ended up offering him the gig as the singer of In Excess. Um, so he toured with them for about 18 months um, wow. all over the world and um, was the last singer to stand on stage with In Excess um, before they decided to no longer perform live shows back in 2012. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. I didn't realise that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a massively talented musician. And so the whole team building, we actually, as a group, um, wrote bits of a song we performed it we it sounds very intimidating but it actually wasn't it was an enormous amount of fun so I can definitely recommend it to any of those of you out there that are considering team building and of course the whole band then performed at the um at our gala event that night which we, when we've had them perform for us a few times so yeah it was amazing although not the business you want to be in during a pandemic, right, on two fronts, firstly, live music and secondly, team building at conferences. So talk me through what happened in 2000 and when was that, 2020? I guess two words, complete devastation for us. Um, We had worked, um, we we started the business in 2015 
Um, and we started here in Australia and then we decided to head off to the United States to look at what the market was over there. And we found, no doubt, much bigger than here. Um, so Kieran, who is my business partner, and I literally commuted backwards and forwards to the United States probably every six weeks for the last three years building our business. Um, we have a wonderful band based in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, and we did lots of gigs. We were we were flying high, as you could say, you know, traveling for all around Australia, um, Bali, Asia, Europe, um, literally all over the United States, Denver, Las Vegas, Chicago, Los Angeles, Hawaii, um, you know, doing really great gigs. And we were at a point where the business was, you know, cash flow positive and all heading in the right direction. Um, and then COVID hit. And sadly, uh, fortunately, I should say for us, we were in Chicago in the last week of February doing a gig for the CEO of United Airlines. It was oh, wow. his um, senior management conference. So there was two and a half thousand people in the room, um, all of the top management of United Airlines. And we were there for two full days um, plus an evening gig. And we wrote uh, songs and we did choirs and we received a standing ovation from the audience at the very wow. end. And Kieran and myself um, to be there where Oscar Manos, the longstanding CEO of United Airlines, was actually stepping aside and Scott Kirby was taking over the reins. It was actually a really big moment for yep. United. Um, so we walked off stage very proud and, and Kieran and I looked at each other and thought, wow, we've really made it. They, they said it was the best conference they'd ever had with the music um, and what we did in connecting people. Yep. And three days later, we watched our whole business just literally fall apart. Um, my phone was pinging all of the gigs we had in our pipeline for the coming 12 months were cancelled. Um, we were actually there in the US to do some more gigs on that trip. They were cancelled. And my entire sales pipeline just went to zero. Um, so it was frightening. It was horrible. Um, and I, I recall being in the United States. Um, we were there around the 8th, 9th, 10th of March. And the atmosphere was um, very eerie. And I recall walking through San Francisco airport to get on the Qantas flight home. And there was nobody walking to the gate. We got on the aircraft. It was half full. And I remember taking off and looking out the window and feeling like we kind of escaped a, a bit of a war zone. Um, and then what was ahead of us was just, um, yeah, heartbreak. For the, for the last 18 months, it's been extremely tough. And so did you have to quarantine when you got home? We came in literally just before they okay. put in the mandatory hotel quarantine, but Kieran and I did quarantine off our own bat uh, for yep. four days away from our families um, because we had travelled. We were in Nashville, we were in Chicago, we were in Minneapolis on planes, Ubers, and we just thought we wanted to be safe. Um, but, yes, it was, it was, you know, we'd worked very hard to build this business up and to just And then just like that. Yeah. And, and then I guess um, certainly from my perspective, it felt like COVID had kind of gone away, right? We had a, a pretty torrid few months last year, but then, you know, the lead up to Christmas, I know we had the outbreak on the Northern beaches, but then um, that once that was gone, it, it almost felt like, um, okay, that was last year, this year we're moving forward, but then it all happened again, right? So yes. did you have, had you started to rebook 
Yes, we did rebound. Um, yeah, once the confidence came back in, you know, around February, we started to get bookings through the door again. Yeah. Um, then the next lockdown, so we lost, you know, I had a very busy May, June, July, August of bookings, which was great. I thought we'll, we'll be okay. And we lost all of that business again a second time. The ironic thing was that we had one live gig in Adelaide for um, Variety Club South Australia. There was 1,800 people at that event and Kieran performed with a band. That was the last gig we did before this past lockdown. So it was like... We had the United Airlines gig was the first time yeah. round, and then this one again. We literally landed back from Adelaide. Don't do any more big gigs, Nicole. <laughs> it doesn't bode well. <laughs> yeah, and we, and we lost it all for a second time. Um, and so, talk me through how you coped with that. I mean, was it was it okay? We got through this last time. I know we can do it again. Or was it we're on the brink, and I'm not sure if we're going to cope. On the brink, not sure we're going to cope. I think more from a financial perspective because JobSaver was literally a lifesaver for us as yep. well as the grants. Yep. However, you can only survive so long. We, you know, we were in a good financial position. Yep. But um, after 18 months, you don't, you, you've but got no backup left. We had nothing. We had no money for marketing. I couldn't sell. Um, I'm not sure if everyone's aware, you know, that the business events industry in Australia is worth millions and millions of dollars. We are yep. one of the hardest hit industries in Australia. And, and sadly, we don't have a profile. Um, the government hasn't really given us and the arts sector the funding that we need to survive COVID yep. because our, our world is people in rooms, you know, yep. we need to stand in front of live audiences. Yep. So yeah, this last one was very tough. There was definitely not enough government support. And um, about two months ago, I sat down and put off the inevitable and went through all of our cash position and looked ahead. And I said to Kieran that I will always tell him when I'm you know, very worried. And I rang him and I said, we are in deep trouble. We have no pipeline. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we gave ourselves till the 30th of November and then we were going to basically bench the business. Um, and wow. That's 20 days away. Yeah, I made an estimate that that was when they were going to turn off the government support, which was turned off actually on Monday. Yep. Um, but lo and behold, we were very fortunate a few weeks after I made that call that we received um, a very large gig for Optus, um, and which we delivered uh, two weeks ago. Okay. So we did a virtual team building program for a thousand people from Australia, the Philippines and India for Optus. Um, wow. It was a very, very big undertaking. Uh, we wrote 64 songs in one day with 16 songwriters across four sessions. Oh. So Optus has saved us. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank you, Optus. That's Thank amazing. you, Optus. And my phone is, is um, ringing again, um, as it, it is in across the business events industry. Um, all the yep. venues, we're all seeing bookings starting to come through not not um we're not out of the woods i have to no. say um if, if if the government's put lockdowns on us again uh, we won't survive um, we just can't live this way yep. yeah yeah well hopefully um because we're all doing the right thing and getting vaccinated hopefully they won't do that to you mm. um now as a result of everything you went through with COVID, you've done a bit of a pivot or, or a, a, you've got an additional business that you're in the process of developing. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, so, 
you know, we did pivot into virtual with rock and roll team building. But what we recognized a long time ago with rock and roll team building was when we walked into rooms at conferences, we found that people, you know, everyone's busy, um, you know, they're not present in the moment. Um, and what we've done with music, it's a wonderful tool for mental health, is we noticed that, like you said, we had so much fun. And so mm -hmm. we bring a lot of joy to people. Yep. Um, what we've noticed then going into the virtual space and speaking to people across Zoom is that people's anxiety levels are huge. Um, you know, everybody, everybody has a story out of COVID. Everybody, you know, someone's touched by people losing jobs. Yep. Um, anxiety is on the rise hugely, as is depression. Um, and we've been doing some work with a gentleman called Frank Fitzpatrick in Los Angeles. He's a multi-Grammy-nominated uh, songwriter and performer, and he would be considered in the world at the forefront of research in music and mental health. Mm -hmm. We'd been reached, reached out to Frank and then we came up with the idea, well, why don't we start a business where we're helping people with music programs for mental health in the workplace? Mm -hmm. um, I myself have suffered um, greatly with mental health issues, so I'm very familiar with it um, on a personal level, but also in the workplace. I've, I've you know, been on the end of the old office bullying and um, things like that. So it was, um, it's pretty close to my heart. Yeah. Um, so what we've done is we've developed a business called Vibrate Your Mind. Um, it's a fully virtual business, um, only focusing on the Australian market. And our goal is to go out to uh, companies and deliver programs with music to help employees with anxiety, with depression, and educate people on what music can do for your, um, for your world. Um, it, you know, it really can make a difference to your life. Um, uh, and so what would a program, because um, certainly in the, um, in the real estate space, our property managers have had a terribly, terribly tough time over the last couple of years. Yes, we're all, the majority of us are lucky enough to still have our jobs and so forth, but our property managers in particular were on the receiving end of tenants who couldn't pay rent, landlords who needed the rent to pay the mortgage, and, and it was just massively, massively stressful. So what would a program like yours look like? Well, the reason we've called it Vibrate Your Mind is that, you know, sound is vibrations. You know, we all... We all energy we're all energy you know you can feel a good vibration of somebody or a bad vibration sure. um, so we're focusing on music and also sound therapy so the programs uh, we've got a couple of different modules simple things like a 10 minute breathing break so if you were doing a virtual conference yep, or yep. you had your team together in the office and you just wanted to give everybody a moment um, you can get us to come in and do a 10-minute breathing break. Um, most people actually don't breathe through don't. their full lungs. They breathe in the top shoulder. I learned that when I had singing lessons many yes. years ago. Yes. So, yeah, very um, very shallow. And that can um, also cause panic attacks aren't necessarily caused by panic, right? It's just the fact that you can't breathe. And that can be sometimes as a result of that mm -hmm. shallow breathing mm -hmm. ongoing, right? That's right. That's right. And breath, your breath, it's so simple and necessary, obviously, mm -hmm. um, but it can make a huge difference to your overall physical and mental health. Um, it's really important. There's a wonderful book by James Nestor, um, which I would highly recommend reading. There's a link on our, on our website about that. Um, so breathing breaks, also songwriting. Um, one of the main tools that music therapists use in their work is actually songwriting so being able to work with someone who's experienced trauma or who is experiencing depression and anxiety or has had a tough time in life allowing them to articulate that through song 
through writing, putting words to music is a really powerful therapy tool. So songwriting is part of it, as well as sound healing. So being able to be present, put a set of headphones in and then feel and hear the vibrations from sound, again, really, really great for your brain and great for your overall. It's it's kind of a form of meditation, right? It is. To listen to that sound that's right um and then also we've got a session with frank fitzpatrick who's just released a book called amplified um, which is about amplifying your world through music we're very lucky and fortunate to have frank on the team and we've put together a wonderful workshop which organizations can use to educate their employees about how to use music Um, it's just basically all the basics of how to use music. Um, they can couple that with a copy of the book for everybody as well. Um, so we're putting, we've put together a great advisory board. Um, you know, we're big, the, the Black Dog Institute is doing some wonderful work around mental health in the workplace. Yep. Very pleased to see that the New South Wales and the federal government are putting a lot of emphasis now on mental health. Um, I'm hoping that we can partner with government to bring these programs really to life. Um, I'm very, very passionate about it because of the struggles I've had. And, yeah, I want to uncover stories um, of people in the workplace who have struggled and highlight it. It's it's Yeah, I think it's fantastic that you've had the courage to actually, um, you know, at a time when, it must be hard to be motivated and passionate and enthusiastic and driven um, that you've actually dug deep and, and achieved all of that with the new business. It's real. I'm really excited for you. Yeah. It, it, um, look, just within the business events industry, Leanne, I decided um, again, because the government was just is, is not supporting our sector. We've seen a massive amount of people leave our industry. People lose their businesses. Um, Personally talking to friends and colleagues I've known for over 30 years, people are really struggling. So I did an interview series with a bunch of people from the industry to uncover the stories. And it was just, I could have, I could have gone for weeks and weeks and weeks of footage of stories that I uncovered. So just the pain in people's, it's just been horrific, absolutely horrific. So I think employers need to look after their people. It's not, yes, you need to eat healthy and keep fit and all that's great, but just giving people a gym, a pass to the gym or throwing a cocktail on a Friday afternoon is just not good enough. Um, employers need to really reach out um, and take actual um enthusiastic and also authentic interest in their employees they are people and they are broken through this time and we're not out of COVID yet we've got a long way to go no we're really yeah we're really not I mean we don't know what is going to happen and when it's going you know when if it's going to hit us again and so most people don't do well with that level of uncertainty no um so that that means it is really important for our um, um for all of our business owners and leaders to to seriously have a look at what they can do to support their people better. Absolutely, absolutely. And 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 ask people, you know, the the are you okay, but actually be present when that person answers the question and look for the yep. signs. You see people, you know, when I did that interview, I watched you can tell people's eyes, they'll tear up. You can see the emotion everybody has a story so we hope yeah, through and you- i think the other thing to remember and i have to remind myself this um being a leader people look at you and think that you're you are always okay and you're under control and so they don't want to necessarily share any weaknesses or perceived weaknesses 
with you. So I think as a leader, you know, you need to be vulnerable and yes. you need to say, actually, you know what, I'm, um, you know, th- these are some of the things that I've been struggling with. And people are more likely to share their own struggles if they know um, that you're going to understand and you're not going to judge them. That's right. And what we do with music, and I see this time and time again, you know, we walk into conference rooms, you know, I I was 30 years in the the business events industry running all sorts of very high-end events. It's a very stiff environment. You know, people drink the Kool-Aid, they're on their best behaviour, they're not necessarily being themselves. But what I've noticed with music over the time, the last five years, is I watch people come alive. I watch people smile. I watch people tap their toes. They're not looking at their phones. They're watching the stage and they're singing and they're smiling and they're having a good time. When our session ends, they walk out the door, they put the face back on. Yeah. um, Yeah, I saw that in our session and and we've got a pretty engaged group. Um, but certainly at conferences, you know what it's like. We are, we're all on our phone. We're very busy, important people. Nicole, don't you know that? I, I um, and, um, <laughs> um, so I did, I saw it. It was almost, um, it was actually quite funny to watch because it was all, you could almost see the, the people's reservations and stuff, just lifting off them like a coat, you know, yeah. and then as you say, tapping and singing and just getting really super engaged. So yeah. Yeah, it was a great experience. I wish we could do it every year at our conference. Oh, we would um, love you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even something as simple as in the morning when you wake up, I'll give you everybody a little tip. Yep. When you wake up in the morning, don't set your iPhone to the annoying buzzers that, that, the, that the phones have. Pick a piece of music that gently rises, and I guarantee you, you will wake up in a much gentler way. So everybody's starting their day with a jar. Like yeah, that's so true, you're actually. Sleep, you're waking up to this horrible, annoying sound. Yeah. So put on a beautiful piece of music, you know, Ella Fitzgerald or whatever it is that is your favourite that builds slowly and wakes you from your sleep gently. Just try that and I promise you I do it. It'll, it'll make I'm a I'm going to do that. That's really good advice because I know my phone alarm, um, whenever I hear, when, when people have got, that as their ringtone oh (laughs) I get quite agitated because it's like oh I hate that sound um so yeah that's really good advice I'm going to do that yes yes and there's a lot that can be learned from the creative arts community we've we've tapped into some wonderful sound healers in the Byron Bay area Um, I'm really excited to be working with them so to people that would go and my husband would be one of them sound healing with you really like, yeah, really. Let's get him in the room and try it okay. and see what he says. Yes, yes. There's a lot to be learnt um, from that community and it's, it's, it's groundbreaking. There's a lot of wonderful research going on. Um, we've spoken to, we've got another person who's a professor at the University of San Diego who's leading some really uh, world-leading research in, into sound therapy. So um, I'm excited to bring it to the world. Yeah. So if people want to know more about rock and roll team building and vibrate your mind, where do they find you? Uh, so to rockandrollteambuilding.com and that's and, A-N-D, in the middle yep. and then vibrateyourmind.com. Amazing. All right. Well, I'm so pleased that things are turning around for you and that you have been strong enough to keep going and to start new businesses. And it's just amazing. I am very, very impressed. So <laughs> congratulations. Thank and you. I'll look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Thank you, Leanne. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Courageous Conversations with thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agency's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joineliteagent.com.